Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Daily Time Ticket. Today's guest, the great and powerful. Say your name. State your name. Let the people know who you are. Clara Doe. Clara Doe. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I am. I am very happy she decided to come on. She was very nervous. She prayed about it. <laughs> and she came on, and she. Uh, the Lord decided she. It was her time to come on the Daily Time Ticket, and I welcomed her with what with 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 big arms. We had a great conversation, and uh, we talked about a lot of stuff. Talked about a lot of stuff. A lot of a lot of psychology centered stuff and why people can't let go of things polygamy we talked about polygamy talked about um well we talked about a lot of stuff and to, and to know what we talked about you gotta you gotta tune in and listen up so before before we start the episode i gotta tell you who was brought to you by we're brought to you by station squared station squared we're currently recording all of our podcasts at this is the the podcast studio clara what do you think of station square what do you think when you came in when you walked in it's nice it's, it's, it's like small. It has a lot of stores in it. Yes, there's a lot of stuff here. It's a co-working area. That means we have a lot of different businesses here. We have uh, we have a bunch of insurance sellers. We have Alejo A1 Investments, which is ironically another one of our sponsors. Alejo A1 Investments. Uh, reach out to my friend El Jefe underscore Alex on Instagram if you have any properties you want to get rid of or you're trying to move uh jefe underscore alex my friend alex adeloa he is in that business so give him a shout at El jefe underscore alex we're also brought to you by crafted brewing crafted is a store slash bar because they have beer but they don't have alcohol if you want to get a quick little refreshment if you're trying to get out of the heat and if you're by a pocatello station square walk on in talk to the bartenders tell the daily time ticket sent you you're not going to get any discounts but they're going to know who sent you so you know do it i'd say all right so without further ado ladies and gentlemen please welcome the great and powerful clara Doe. Even if you're not, you know, I mean, it just, it just happens. It happens. Miss Clara, Clara Doe. Is it Clara Doe? Am I saying the last one right? Doe? Yes. Do? No, it's spelled do, but you, you pronounce it doe. Pronounce it doe. Yeah. Clara, how are you? How have you been? What have you been up to? It's the summer. It's the summer of 2021. We're going to have fun this summer. You can You can actually go out. You actually have fun now. You can actually meet, go to crowds. And like interact with people. How does that feel? Great. I've been working a lot. Been uh, working a lot. Yeah, I've been working a lot, but also just hanging out with people um, before work. I work swings usually, and so my hangout times are before noon or like after eleven thirty. At night. Yeah. Yeah. That's not <laughs> fun. fun. How does your body react? Because I feel like you have to have such a weird sleep schedule because of it. I know, like, I usually go to sleep at midnight anyways. Midnight? Yeah. Well, I'm not waking up at 5 like you do to work out. I don't wake up at 5 anymore. Oh. I wake up at 7 now. Because my body could not wake up anymore at 5. That's fair. That's it fair. sucks waking up <laughs> at 5, dude. Yeah. You're all bad. You, if you, when you wake up, you just, you do, you just, you get up and you get dressed and then you have, you go to the gym, you know, you, you start running or whatever. It is the worst time ever mm-hmm. to just get going, you know? Because yeah. after, after, 
after work, you kind of have this energy about you, and you're like, you know, whatever, and you take a pre-workout, and you start listening, you put on some hard rock, some hard metal or something, and you, you, pump, you get ready to go. <laughs> yeah. But in the mornings, you just wake up after an awesome dream or whatever, whatever's going on in your life, and you just you drive that drive. You're just so dreadful. You try to pump yourself up. I tried. I honestly tried. I gave it the, the old college try, I but I cannot do it. Morning workouts are not for me. And, like, you want to associate working out with positive vibes, right? Like, you want working out to be something that empowers you. But, like, when you when you put it in the morning and, like, I'm not a morning person, it just associates working out with, like, negativity and just, like, uh, you know? So. You know what's weird about me and working out, though, is that uh, the main fuel for me is negative thoughts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what gets me through workouts. I, I It's rarely ever been, like... It's because I want to look good. It's usually something darker <laughs> that's driving that force. I think a lot of people are like that, though. I think a lot of gym rats become gym rats due to, well, you know, circumstance. Right. Because what's whenever you go through some tri- some type of deal ordeal in your life, what do people always say? You should try working out. <laughs> you should try maybe hitting the gym. And I've seen some dudes get jacked after work after breakups dude they get freaking huge i get kind of excited when some of my friends get, go through breakups because i'm like dude you're about to come hit the gym right now where you're i'm about to see some real gains out of you that's not what happened to me my breakup happened and then just like months of like emotional turmoil i mean it worked out every now and then but like yeah it might be different for guys though maybe because guys are, we're more in tune with our animal side, I would say. We're very Neanderthal-like. And we just want to, like, we don't we don't need a lot of words to express ourselves. And we'll, if we can lift something heavy, that makes us happy. <laughs> we're very simple creatures. If we lift up a heavy object and we get it, we, you know, we do what we have to do with it, and we just stop, we are as happy as can be. It's so it like guys are the simplest form of human being on this planet. That's Girls funny. are very terrifying on the other end. They're so complicated. They're so complex. No, I think we're just more in tune with our feelings. With what? Like, with your feelings? In we're in tune with our feelings. We're so in tune that we don't have to have many feelings. We're either sad or we're happy. I feel like our we can just like better communicate, I think. Um, and it, it seems more complex just because we dive in deeper and like therefore we understand each other at a deeper level and therefore can understand others at a deeper level versus like the guys are just like, okay, well, this, this are you is talking female event. female communication or no, male male? Even, even female to male, like I feel like when I have a conversation with my guy friends, I can understand them to a degree. When, like when it comes to like, I don't know. Like, suffering, for example. Like, I think I can, like, understand them better. Uh, this is very vague, but... Uh, of course, in certain aspects, um, only men can relate to men. But, like, I, I just feel they're suffering more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all men are suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Women do, too! But we like, are all in pain. We are, all, <laughs> we are just in constant pain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would say male communications like 
male to female communications like Tetris. You know what Tetris is? Yeah. A little game. Yeah, the, you have blocks, right? Mm-hmm. How guys communicate is like when uh like a that big the the long skinny piece comes down yeah. and you have already everything lined up perfectly and then that piece has to slide in. That perfect, and then that's all you need to know because it's gonna tell you. It's it's you know exactly where that piece needs to go, and that's how male communication <laughs> is. It's like right there. All right, easy. But like female communication is when you're near the end of the game, everything's coming down super fast. You don't know where the pieces need to go. Like you have maybe one line, but the next piece looks like it could fit there better, but you don't know where to fit the piece that's coming down first. That's how females seem to me. But male communication is just, it's just so straightforward. We're like, all right, yeah, right there. (laughs) That's how I feel. But that's coming from, like, an ape such as myself. I I just think uh, women are more emotionally um, intelligent. That term. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Like, if I cry around dudes, I will be made fun of and not be like taken care of they're not going to be like oh dude what's what, what's going on what happened they, they would laugh at you probably call you names and then you know you'll be like all right i'll guess i'll man up and then you just keep going going even, about your day even you're really good friends i do have some really good friends like and you think they would react that way yes too? and i would react that way to them as well that's a very sensitive of you or loving <laughs> i think it's loving of me because they it? need tough love <laughs> the, you need to have that your 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 friend group of males has to have that perfect balance of giving you shit but also not giving you shit while also giving you shit you know what i'm talking about like they they're gonna give you crap but you know it comes from the good place yeah mm-hmm. that's how i feel whenever i cry around them mm-hmm. which I actually cry around my friends a lot, an uncomfortable amount, and I know they don't like it. But sometimes you just got you just gotta let it out. You yeah. gotta let it out. And I think by crying, you're showing them that it's okay to show your feelings. Like you can still be manly as you are, and like be in tune with. I your hope feelings. one day my friends are comfortable enough to cry around me. I haven't had that yet. Hmm. I don't know how I would react with somebody crying around me. I have had people cry around me. You though. hug them. I have been. I'm not great though, because I don't know what to say. Sometimes you, it's it's just it's it's you, like you have to, you 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 put yourself in the circumstance of that person. You try to put yourself in that circumstance, empathizing. right? Yeah, you empathize, and then you you try to you try to react to how they. But it's so hard. Like you can't you can't possibly put yourself in those shoes. Yeah, like if you have never experienced exactly what they experienced, you're not gonna know like how they feel to that extent but like you ask questions like and then that makes them think about their situation and it allows them to share their experience which sometimes it's just listening and being there with the other person that makes them feel seen and heard and loved sometimes not what about you it's not about what you say just i think this is a great segue to what you're trying to do for your future career yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Clara Doe. Okay, all right, Clara, we haven't had a, a proper introduction to who you are. Okay, Clara is a student at Idaho State University. Clara, tell the people where you're going into. I'm going to social work and a minor in Spanish. That's right, social work and a, I forgot about the minor in Spanish. Yeah, that's how's why. Your, how's your Spanish going? It needs more practice. More practice? Yeah, I need like a solid 
Mexican friend, such as yourself, or like someone I'm right else, here, I, bro. I, but you're so busy all the time. You always have things lined up. I'm like, okay, well, really, yeah, you were. That's really my busy. bad. <laughs> hey, that's Duolingo that's is always yeah. there. Yeah, but like when you're with a person, they motivate you more than an app. You know. So I've heard some people get pretty motivated off Duolingo. Not me. No? Yeah, I'm more of like a person-to-person, face-to-face. Just go to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> just feel like they just try hard. <laughs> just go to a Mexican restaurant and then be like, all right, I know this might sound weird, but just talk to me in Spanish. Bro. We'll get this figured out. They're like, I'm trying to work here. <laughs> they don't care. They get paid by the hour. I bet it'd be fun for them. Honestly. I've ordered once in Spanish, but I I didn't just sit there and have a conversation. Did you feel bad when you were ordering in Spanish? No, they were so, like, kind about it. They are like, oh, she's trying to order in Spanish. That's so sweet. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Keep doing this. Where was this? Um, El Heredero. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the one Is by, like, the Pokey it? High School? Heredero. Okay. You gotta roll Noted. those R's. Mm-hmm. You still can't roll your R's, huh? I can. It's just. Do it. Hey, hey, whoa! What? It's not that hard. You have improved since the last time I tried to hear you roll your R's because you couldn't do it. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It was like last December or something. Yeah, you haven't been helping me out at <sighs> all. What a friend you are. Bro, I'm busy been running all around all right how did you get into social work how did you want to get into social work because that's i feel like that's a degree that uh uh, you know that that takes compassion it takes a lot of heart (laughs) Uh, because that dude i've listened to many uh ask reddits about or just read through ask reddits about like social worker how just the job and what happens in those jobs man why? I just can't remember why. Oh my gosh! So maybe I should just uh, run you through my my journey of like career choosing because when I came into uh, college, I was a nursing major because um, I I was relatively good at science classes, health science classes. They just I could do them right. I I would excel. So I was a nursing major, but then I figured I didn't want to do that because I was working as a CNA and. Um, I, I didn't enjoy the work. Uh, maybe it's because I was working with older folk. Did you change a um, diaper? And you were like, nah. It was, it was worse than that. Just like toileting and like taking care of the basic necessities of, you know, an adult. Um, and I didn't enjoy that. And granted, like nurses, they don't do that. But I guess that was just a big turnoff. And so I changed it um, to another health science related uh, degree. And that was dental hygiene. Um, and then I took a class on that and was like, I can't see myself doing this. And so I switched it to like, like a, it was sociology with the concentration criminology. Um, but then those classes, they were very theoretical. And like the professors were saying, like, if you want to study this, you're going to do research. And I wanted something more practical, more hands-on, more face-to-face, um, and like helping people. And so, um, I switched it to social work, which is the last time I'm going to switch it, like, I promise. You sure? 100% sure about that? Yes. (laughs) And then I got a job um, at the Bannock House, um, working for the Bannock Youth Foundation. Um, And it's it's my favorite job that I've ever had. 
out of all the jobs that I've worked. So, I mean, I'm rolling with the punches, really, because I've never been a, a person who, like, knows exactly what they want to do. Um, Why so, do you think that is? I think maybe I didn't have a lot of exposure in high school. Um, I didn't work a job in high school. I only, like, I got a job during college. It's like, that was my first job. So I feel like exposure and just, like, um, wasn't involved in a lot of things in high school. Like, because high school, that that's a place of self-discovery. This self-discovery, like, college too, but, um, yeah, I think so. Hmm. College is a place of self-discovery. I learned a lot too. about myself in college. High school too. Yeah. High school as well. Well, hence all of the major changes, right? Yeah. Well, you know what they say, right? You should just throw a, a dart at all the at a board with all the majors on it, mm-hmm. and go with that first, because inevitably you're gonna end up changing it anyways. Because you're gonna realize that's not what you want to do for the rest of your life. It's a big decision. It's a really big decision, it and is. as what, like 18, 19, 20, that's about college ages right there, 21, mm-hmm. the latest. Like, that's a pretty big decision to make at that age. It really is. Like, yeah. even now I'm having doubts. I'm like, maybe I don't want to do this whole mechanic thing because I'm, like, always angry. <laughs> Hence why you're I'm, like, going back always to sad. Hence why you're going back to school. I'm kind of going back to school. I just recently bought an El Camino. That's right. And um, that set me back <laughs> from going to school. <laughs> why did you do that? Because it was a beautiful car. I fell in love with it. And I was like. You fell in infatuation. Let me make that clear. No, I fell in love. I love that car. But it's up for sale. If anybody wants to buy an El Camino, please hit me up and buy it off my hands. Because <laughs> I need to go to school. You're just well. going to give away your love? It's a machine. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love that machine. I don't love that machine like I would love a human being, but I love it how I would love a machine. Don't make me sound like a bad person here. Clara, why do you why do you make why do you want to make me sound like a bad person here? <laughs> but no, I bought that. But yeah, it's it's so it's it's difficult. I knew I, I knew going in into college, I was like, all right. We'll do this for a while yeah. and see how we like it. But I'm not I'm not going to n- not finish out what I started because, I mean, if I turn back now, what is that? What, I mean, that's not, that doesn't look good on my character because that means I can't finish something that I started. Mm-hmm. Like, all the cartoons I'd seen is like, if you're a man, you finish what you start, all right? That, that, that goes with food. That goes with any any type of activity you start. If you start like painting something, you finish it, which is actually hilarious because I painted my like our house when I was a kid, and I haven't finished it to this day. I was like thirteen, and then that house is not done. You mean the outside? The outside, yeah. I never finished painting it, so I'm sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> like, half of it is like painted, and the other half. No, it's not like ha- it's like it's mostly painted. Those like little spots I forgot to paint, and no. I was too lazy to go over again, and it only got recently brought back up because like most of the house is like a weird. It looks like uh, you've seen those Indian huts. Live the the mesas they lived on, and it looks or almost orangish, or orangey, maybe tan made out of mud if you go to like southern utah you see those colors a lot i think so so it mm-hmm. looks like that 
think about that, right? It looks like that. And then yesterday, it was, I don't know, two weeks ago, my parents just came like, hey, you going to finish painting this house? <laughs> I, was, I was 13, dude, when I was started painting it. I'm not going to finish <laughs> it now. I'm done. <laughs> That's as good as it's going to get done. It probably needs a new paint job anyways. It does. how long it's been. Also, they can't be complaining. It was done for free. Exactly. That's child labor. They should be. Go, they should go to jail <laughs> for child building. labor. <laughs> no, they were building your skills. Were they though? That's or why I became a man, handyman. Because you were like, wait a minute, I can I'm, actually do. Stuff I'm like actually this. not very handy. I'm. 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 I'm not the handiest person you could have because I'll do something and I'll do it till I figured it out. But it's gonna take a while for me to figure it out. Maybe maybe up to a day <laughs> to, to figure out what's going on or why it's why something's not working. It's better to be thorough than just fast and you get the job done. For me to be poorly. good at it, it's gonna take longer than a day though. Some people just know things. You've been around those people yeah. mm-hmm. and they're just amazing at everything they do and you, you don't you don't quite understand why they're so good at everything. Jack of all trades, yeah. Yeah. Not those me. jacks of all trades and you just you just have to stand back and you go, all right. You're gonna do what you're gonna do because I am obviously not on that level. So I'm gonna sit back and just watch you perform because I'm gonna get in your way. That happened. That has happened in every single stage of my life. I have had those people that are just a notch above, you know. And you you can't you can't get mad because a you have to look up to them because you're like I want to be like that, and you also because Usually those people are really hard to hate. They're usually great freaking people. I love those people. Mm-hmm. I know several of those. I knew them through high school, I knew them through college, and I, I know them now where I currently work at. They're just amazing at what they do. And you just kind of want to go, how did you get there and how do I get there too? But it's like a hard question to, to answer because it's it's time. It just takes forever because they know they've been doing it forever, right? Or they're just given an abundant amount of uh, experiences to, like, practice their skill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get into the actual workforce that, like, those people have been doing it for so long and you don't quite understand. Like, I'm the youngest where I work, right? And the next young, the next guy next to me is, I think he's seven or eight years older than I am. But I feel like he's my age. Because you know we get along pretty well, and we're always you know, we're always talking and stuff. But then I'm like, you have a kid, and you have a house, and you have like a lot of payments to do, and you you're you're an actual adult. Whereas I still feel like I'm a child, but sooner or later I have to not be a child. But you never know when that line when you cross that line. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, is that common? The age differences um, in trade trade i have like no that. idea i don't as in mechanic in the mechanic world where I, the shop that i work at it's 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 relatively small so there's not going to be a lot of people there actually i forgot no there's one dude he's actually a lot closer to me in age he's 25 ish mm. but he's about to have a kid right so he's had a wife and he has a kid he has a house and stuff and i'm like what am I doing wrong? <laughs> am I is am I just messing up somewhere? Cause like everybody, everybody just feels so much more advanced than I am, you know. And maybe it's the culture we live in too, because around Idaho, like people get married very 
early. Very yeah. early. Not to bag on them, but man, you don't really know yourself at 20 or 21. I don't understand how people get married so young. Power to you. You know, you found the one. Hopefully it lasts forever. You never know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. That's that's a gamble you you risk to take. So power to you. I don't. I, I have several friends that are married, but you know it's it's it's. I think it is a gamble, but getting married so young because you don't know who you you do you feel like you knew who you were at, at twenty? I still feel like there are days when I don't know who I am or I'm not confident in who I am. So it's like I'm still growing you know and it's gonna be a long time until like i figure out okay this is solid clara and even then i'm just like okay well there's always more to discover you know i am constantly evolving as a person as you should my likes have changed i used to hate country music me too now i love it i know now it's have you heard (laughs) what is this freaking song called Uh, i have you heard blue moon a song called blue moon by no it's not new it's it's fairly old also, you know who I got into recently? Like, within the last three days? You know who Limp Biscuit is? No. Oh, my God. You need to listen to Limp Biscuit. He sounds like an EDM artist. No, Limp Biscuit is... A rap? No. So they were like very popular in the 90s. Actually, they weren't even popular. People hated Limp Biscuit because they're rap with rock. And it was, it was, so rap was barely coming up, right? And you, you were having those 90s rappers and rock was also a thing. And some white dudes decided, hey, let's put these words together and create this type of genre that's never been created before. And Limp Biscuit was born. And oh my god, Clara, it is the greatest gym music you will ever have in your life. If you're running, put on Limp Biscuit's Break Stuff. And you will run probably 80 miles that day. Okay. Well, they also sing no Behind day. Blue Eyes and Take a Look Around. This is Limp Biscuit. I didn't know this was Limp Biscuit till like two days ago. You haven't heard you have you heard this before? Do they, are they gonna are they gonna start rapping? Yes, they rap. That's their thing. You've heard Not bad. Behind blue eyes, no one knows what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> to be the sad one, to be the gay one. Does it ring your bell? I'm disappointed in you. Sorry about <laughs> it. You have a very interesting music uh, taste in music. That was recently. Okay, that was this week, and I asked. I asked so many people that I know. I asked them like, "Hey, am I going crazy, or like, is Limp Biscuit good?" Or am I wrong? The name, am the am name in and of itself is just like. How do you, <laughs> how do you ridiculous. think they spell biscuit? If you had to spell the name out of the band, how would you spell it? It sounds like they they misspelled it, so maybe B I, S, K U I T. You were close. B I Z, K I T. Biscuit. Limp biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. And they are amazing. Fascinating. I started, I'll check them out. You, you have to. I think it will honestly change your life, and you're going to go through like a 90s phase where you're just going to change your entire style of. I'm thinking about it at this point. I'm really thinking about just going full out 90s. I'm thinking. Your hair is like long enough. Now you FUBU can like pants. Real. It's getting pretty long, right? It's getting there. I'm trying. I'm going to get it to like my shoulders. Why? What do you mean, why? You just wanted to grow your hair? I think I look great with long hair. I like you with. With short <laughs> like, hair? Yeah. You like me with short hair? It doesn't hair? matter my preference, but I'm just saying, like, the, like, the clean cut look is. I want to look like a dirty hobo. Hmm. I want people to see me You're and maybe there. think, mm, I don't think he owns a car. <laughs> I want people, I want to remain a mystery to everybody. That's the plan. I think I'm there. Because I, I, when I come out of work, right, I get pretty dirty at work. Maybe a little bit of grease on my face, my hands. My fingernails will never be clean, ever, because they are always dirty. I think if I go to Walmart, they'll be like, this is a homeless man. <laughs> little do they know, I've been stacking my my paper. I'm, I, I am Blackfoot rich. What is the appeal to that? What? Look, looking looking homeless yeah uh-huh you know i don't know i don't know why i want to look homeless mm. i look good after i shower i will say that after my hair is nice and clean i put some product in it you know make it look it looks good i look like fabio you know who <laughs> fabio is yeah. all those romance novels <laughs> i look like that guy okay and if it gets long enough the longest i've ever had my hair was like maybe touching my shoulder. I remember you were seeing pictures. And it was very long. And I loved it. I don't know why I cut it off. Something about... No, I remember why I cut it I cut it off because it was like really high maintenance. It gets very high maintenance. Long hair. Having, you have short hair, Clara. No, I mean... You can speak to this. Yes. You, you are... Because most females do not cut all their hair off like you yeah. do. That takes balls. Does it? Maybe not. It takes a breakup. It may. It, ta it takes a breakup. That it does. That it does. You know what? And we'll pick up on that after we take a quick short intermission. What is Juicy Couture? I don't know. I think it's a Cali brand. This mine. Yeah. Ah! Why? It's recording. I'm recording right now. Put it on. So I if I put this near. That near your recording device, it's gonna it, make it. it creates a feedback loop, and that's what that is. That's what the screeching is. Okay. So you just burst out the eardrums of whoever's listening to that part. You're gonna edit that out. No, I'm recording that. I'm recording all of that. I've had some really bad podcasts recorded, and then I'm like, dang, <laughs> why am I putting that out? Why didn't you? Why don't you edit it out? I really don't want to. Is the thing. Because, I mean, editing takes, it takes like 30 minutes, dude. That's only 30 minutes. If you want to improve the quality of your product so that your listeners continue listening and recommending that I people, just you're just... I just do better on the next one. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> you get one shot. You get one shot at it, right? And that's, that's my philosophy towards podcasting. It's going to be put out the way it happened. 
Just like relationships. <laughs> you only get one shot at it. And if you mess it up, it's going to go south. Sometimes you get multiple shots, just depending on how poorly the people can move on. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually a great time when they when they give you, like, six or seven shots. Because, really? Yeah. Because it's like a video game. You just get multiple lives. Just keep, keep trying. Keep trying. Like, Super Mar- if you die in Super Mario, you don't just get one shot. You just keep trying. And it's a really fun game. Is it not a really fun game? Yeah. It's Imagine having game. to restart just an entire new game just because you couldn't get past this small obstacle, right? That would be kind of annoying. But you know what's you know it's coming, and you try your best to prepare for that obstacle. And eventually, you get over that obstacle, or underneath that obstacle, or whatever you know, whatever Mario has to do to get past that part in the game. Hmm. What are we talking about? Uh, relationships. <laughs> relationships? Breakups are hard, man. They really are. They made you cut your hair off. They didn't do it. I, I, I did it to myself. But, like, I, I think during breakups, girls are like, I, I feel like I need a new identity or something. They just need a big change. Because a breakup is a ch- big change anyways. And so Happens they're just like, I need something to accompany that. Whenever a girl cuts her hair, that means a large, maybe a personality shift is coming. I've always felt. Because girls are synonymous with having long hair. I mean, that's just a given. That's a sexist way of view of looking at the world. That females are supposed to have long hair. Is it not? Yeah, it's it's a very it's social a cultural standard. norm. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say social standard, cultural norm, whatever. Same things, right? Those things are, that that happens. And now it's kind of changing. A lot of dudes have really long hair. As yourself, such as yourself. My hair is not that long. Still, like you're trying to achieve that goal. So, like, yeah, guys have longer hair now, and I don't know how I feel about that. It's fun to braid their hair, though. Like, I'm excited for you to grow out your hair so I can braid it. You want to braid my hair? <laughs> yeah. You want to braid this hair? It's actually very soft. Actually, right now it's not very soft. That just got off work. Mm-hmm. It feels like crap. What do you want to talk about in regards to breakups? What are we talking? What are we gonna talk about breakups? Um, how do you handle them? I feel like going, th- being a uh, uh, a major, the major that you're going into, uh, maybe not entirely, but maybe every once in a while, you're going to get maybe a teenage boy or a teenage girl that comes in. It's like, I'm going through a really hard time and they go off the rails because how many people just go off the rails after they've had somebody break up with them? Like every, every, everybody, that happens, right? That's mm-hmm. on, that's on. It's not, not common knowledge. That's it's that happens to some people. Some people just like freaking lose it, Com- completely lose their own self of identity because they have like attached themselves to that person. How do? Why do you think that happens? Why do you think people get attached and they lose their identity in another person? Yeah. Um. I think maybe a factor is because they didn't have a solid. Like self identity before they got in the relationship, um, and a solid like self confidence in themselves, um, in like a stable self love. Um, because like when you get in a relationship, right, um, you're investing a lot of time in the other person, and a lot of your experiences they're attached to that person now. So like if you didn't have, um, like a good amount of your own experiences that you can draw confidence from and like self-love from just like happiness from um then all of them are attached to that person and so when that person is separated from you 
you just lose a huge chunk of yourself and that can be debilitating. It damn yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. It's like a weird mental prison you put yourself in. You know what the beautiful part about mental prisons is though? What? You have the key. You're the one with the key. Sometimes you don't realize you have the key, but you do have the key. You just want to stay in there. Because mental prisons are actually kind of fun to be in. Because you don't want to take yourself out of it. Because then you start, that person has like a weird hold on you. And it took me a very long time. Maybe until like a month or two ago. Not even, maybe like a month ago. To figure it out. It's like, oh, I don't miss that person. I miss that feeling. That feeling that comes along with that relationship that you have with the person. Mm -hmm. That's hard. But once you figure that out, it's kind of a scary thing because then you're like, oh, well, I can get that with anybody. But it doesn't mean it, it doesn't mean you can get it with anybody. It does have to be a certain type of person mm -hmm. that you can have it with. Right. Because if you think you can have that with anybody, you become a whore, a man slut. And these things that you talk about, um, do you mean security and connection and trust? Is that, is that what you mean when you say... Yeah, probably. Because yeah. because you, you have you're open to talk to people about when you, if you if you're close enough to a certain person, you can talk to them about pretty much anything, or you're willing to open up. That you let people or a certain person see that ugly side of you, that per that side that not everybody gets to see, mm -hmm. and then because then you feel really vulnerable about them or around them, you allow yourself to become that little baby, that little fetus around them. Right? That's why guys always want to be like cuddled around with their guy friends aren't there and guys want to be they want to be babied but if their guy friends are there they're not going to let that happen they're not going to let slide but if you find that right person where you're like I'm going to let this person see the the side that nobody else gets to see and then you with that person you start enjoying these experiences especially like like right now where people most of my most of the listener group is like 18 to like 24 ish that's the main audience they're all gonna either they have gone through or they're about to go through a big major breakup that's like mm -hmm. i feel like that's the age group where you're like oh shit here we go mm -hmm. i have just gone through this big thing and i don't know what to do and with this conversation i think i would like to touch upon those like pillars where people shouldn't forget that they are like, they're the shit. Most people don't realize that they're also that part of that relationship because that's a 50-50 thing, mm -hmm. right? You gave it into that relationship just as much as that person did, or you hope you did, right? Or you hope that was the exchange rate there. And sometimes a lot of people forget that. I've had a lot of friends come up to me, and they're always sad. They're like, "Oh man, I can't, I can't, can't keep going on." Or like, she broke up with me. Blah 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 blah. She, they're all, they're all sad. And you just go, "Okay, but like, you're also the shit, dude. You know why are you so sad about this?" And I've had female friends too, where it's like, "You're pretty cool, dude. You know, <laughs> like you can stop, stop being so sad about this." So like, take your time about everything that's happening to you. Also, take into account. But also remember that you're the shit. Like, I posted, like, a while ago, I posted a bunch of, uh, you and you talked to me about this, too. I posted a bunch of, um, they're called future memes. 
just kind of like toxic males. Oh, that's how right. they act. How they act, right? So it's like uh, yeah. watching these NBA finals made me realize I needed to step up an NBA man. That <laughs> those 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 came up right, and I posted a bunch of those, and I did have a few friends who were like, "That's right, <laughs> that's right, King," and then they gave me the power the power hand, nice. right? You know, and I was like, "That's right, heck yeah, dude," and. It's just a weird bond you form with other guys, because that, that, that's it's solely a guy thing, and then it also works. With, I think also girls have that similar ideology where it's like we're the ones, and it's guys are like, no, we're the ones, right? We're the ones that are are out here trying our best, and we're not getting that reciprocating um, emotions, or we're not getting the reciprocating feelings. That, but like, I think it's just a battlefield out there. And it's hard for everybody. And it's sad that uh, we have to describe it as a battlefield because it should be like a mutual, uh, just collaboration, right? Like, no, dude, it's a battlefield, and, and it there. shouldn't have to be because battlefield. It sounds like two people are contending against each other instead of like working together for growth, for the betterment of the other person. I know for a fact that I have had competition as a male competing for a female before the relationship or during no no no. this is like you you're you haven't even gotten to the point of a relationship and like oh yeah oh yeah and like you are just you know you're part of a stable <laughs> and you, you you gotta fight your way through so you like it's it that that's a very real thing yeah no and as a female we we know that there are quote-unquote options that sounds so Guys have it yeah. too. Yeah. Yo, but, it, that's a thing. Okay. That yeah. thing, male and female. And if you listen to this and you'll go, I've never had that. Good for you, first of all. But I guarantee you, most everybody realizes that there is a stable. And mm-hmm. maybe stable is a bad word for that. What would you say? That? A cue? Is this the cue? We're going to say lineup. Line for up. the I sake like of that. the conversation, mm-hmm. there's a lineup, and if one of them doesn't act right, that one's out, right? Because at such young age, I feel like if something happens that you don't like, you have the power to say, "Nah, I'm okay." Okay, that's. I think that's you should out. always have that power to say no. I feel I like if like you're it. dating in your forties, maybe you can like accept a couple of things, you know. You'd be like, okay, whatever. The white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. No, what, first okay. of all, I misunderstood you. I thought you meant like if someone shows something like or does something that goes against what you believe or like what you actually don't like, then you can say no to them. But like people have shortcomings, right? So you have to accept that person with their shortcomings. Once you're older, I think you can. You have to. But when you're younger, even if you don't like those shortcomings, I think you can say no. You can just be like, "There's, I th- there's just a lot more options when you're younger." Yeah, it's it, that's just a given, right? Because not, not as many people are married, not as many people have kids. Kids is a big one. Kids is a very big one. Yeah, as many mm-hmm. people want to say that it's not a big thing, it kind of is because you kind of gotta like step in, being a stepfather or a stepmother. That is that. I mean, that's kind of fuck. That's kind of scary, right? Like, who wants to take over something that's already 
like three feet tall, right? That's kind of an uh, that's a that's a task to take on as a person because some people aren't ready to have children. No, I get married. I couldn't even imagine having a ch- like a child right now, and I know plenty of people that have kids that are my age. I don't know how they do it. Like I barely have enough time for myself. It's a, it takes a lot of sacrifice. It does. Mm-hmm. It really does. But breakups are hard. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Say so. You had you you yourself had a breakup, right? And it was. How did you deal with that as a person? With what 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 do you think got you through it? What philosophies got you through it? Or what did you do? Because mine was fairly simple. I just, like, worked out a lot. That's a great option. Um, and the hard thing is, like, t- to answer that question, it, it sounds like you want, uh, like, I've been through this already. Like, I've been over it. I'm like, I'm over it. But um, I, I really just, don't think you're all, you're, you're ever going to be over it. Yeah. I think it just gets easier. Um... I'm not sure. <laughs> I worked out a lot. I already said that. But here's why I worked out a lot. Because you need to get out that excess emotion. And sometimes emotion can trans over, transfer over not just emotionally, mentally. Physically, your body get, becomes so tired that you don't have the mental capability to think. So you just zone out and then you get into whatever your mental zone is while you're working out, pumping limp biscuit, you know, getting your pump on and you start and you, you get those weights going and then you get home and then you're just so tired. You don't even have time to feel sad. Drink your pre-workout, maybe watch an episode of like One Piece or something. Bam, go to sleep. So you never really get to deal with those emotions <laughs> and See, you just kind of put it in the back of your head. No, I don't. That's not how I've gone about it. I think to fill up my time, I've um, been investing in other women, you know, in like my community and just like hanging out with other people um, and just like building new skills. Like recently I've been practicing the guitar um, and like that's been a fun pastime and just like doing like like digging into hobbies, I think. Um, is a big thing and like I tend to like want to wrestle with my emotions so I can better understand them in myself um and so and it takes a long time and so that's why I say I'm not really sure if I'm over it but like um yeah I don't I don't put it away I I wrestle with it I contend with it so that I'm not just digging it deep down and then like having it explode in my face or like have it jump in my face and then make me do something stupid, you know? There's a great Bill Burr bit <laughs> about this. You know who Bill Burr is? No. So he's a comedian. Hilarious. Probably might be the greatest comedian on earth right now. He has a bit. Uh, he sold his dog, right? His dog had to get adopted because he was having a kid and he had to get rid of his dog. And his wife dealt with dealt with getting rid of the dog because they, they were both emotionally attached to this dog mm-hmm. and his wife throughout the week was 
dealing with the grief. She went through those the stages of grief. Five she stages. Was, yes, yeah. yes. So she was, you know, she was crying. She had depression, but eventually she dealt with it. But as those days went on, Bill Burr was. He was like, why is she crying? I don't understand why she's crying. She's being, what is she, can she the dog's going to leave. It's going to go. It's not going to be with, with us anymore. And that's it. That's the end of the story, right? But then the day comes when he has to let go of the dog. And the dog comes up to him and he's all scratching his legs. And he realizes that all those emotions that his wife dealt with the, the previous week before, they are all flooding him with emotion there he's oh, no. so he's about to explode so he runs into the into the bathroom and he puts a cap on just the emotional bottle that is letting go of his dog he gets he gets a little bit out right so he yells and he's and he, and he cries just a little bit but then he puts a seal on it and then he puts it on the shelf <laughs> to never to be touched again and he walks out and he lets the dog go and that's that's like i've heard every time the conversation comes up how women are so much better about dealing with emotions or being able to be in tune with their emotions. I always think of that bit because it rings so true every single time. You have no idea how many times I've just had to put a lid on something. You just put a lid on it because that's what you have to do. As a, as a guy, put a lid on something and act like you have some answers. Do you have to do that? Yes. Why? Do you feel like you have to? Because if you cry and there's another guy right there... He's the one that's going to take a charge of the situation. You have to be the one that takes charge of a situation. Then cry to a girl. I've cried to several girls. And but not in a better. situation that I need that somebody needs to act like they have some answers. Because if everybody's acting like they don't have any answers, everybody's freaking out, right? That's like when you know we were talking about earlier, right? There's those people that excel at things. The people that don't excel at those things look to that person. A lot of that time, that person is also learning just as fast as you are, right? And they're learning at the same pace that you are, but they just seem to have a, a firmer grasp on things. Sometimes you get you got to fake it till you make it, Clara. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, oh, you can agree with me that sometimes you got to just act because it's it's for the better of everybody. And I think I I, mm -hmm. I honestly think sometimes you just got to. You gotta fake it even if you don't know what's going on or what's about to happen if you put on an exterior of like stoicism and just ready to whatever it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and you act like you know what's about to happen it makes everybody 10 times calmer is it not i would agree i, yeah. I that's not my approach yeah. and maybe i should maybe i should try that out i just don't tend to because like that never works for me because like after I try it and then I, I go home and like, I'm a very honest person. I'm very candid, like, and it helps me make better decisions when I'm honest with myself and with others. I'm, I try to be as clear as possible. So like, when I do that, I just, I'm, it's like I'm not true to myself. I don't know. I know what you're saying, but also just like, it's hard to reconcile because it's almost like cognitive dissonance, you know what I mean? Explain, explain cognitive dissonance. It's basically when you believe something but like your actions don't match up with what you believe and so there's like this this disconnect from um your cognition and your actions it's almost like people who like for example people who um are trying to quit smoking right like they know cognitively 
um, that it's not healthy for you, but like their actions, they can't bring themselves to quit right away. And so like it, it makes them frustrated. Yes, I can attest to that. It's hard. Nicotine is like a, such an, a, an awful thing that doesn't even make you feel that great. But it takes your minds off. It takes your minds off the thing at hand, which is what its job is, right? So people take it. Yeah, it gives you a little. It gives you a little head rush. A little. Just yeah. a little tiny head rush, and then that little escape. You're like, oh, here we go, here we go. Yeah, I'm good, good, go. And then, and then for the next 15 minutes, you feel like crap. Humans are weird. They really are. They're very fascinating. We're a strange species. What do you think? I I asked this to some friends a while ago, right? Uh, Utah made polygamy not illegal, like a month ago, I think. Really? Yeah. Isn't that weird? I think they did. Hold up. Let me. Let, I don't want to be maligning Utah. <laughs> I could be. I could be in the wrong here. Let me just look this up real quick. Uh, Utah polygamy. I'm pretty sure, because I looked it up, I was watching Sister Wives, <laughs> and I was like, is this, like, legal? What's going on? Polygamy, okay, a new law took effect in Utah this week that lowered punishment of polygamy in some cases, making it an infraction similar to a traffic summons instead of a felony, punishable by a prison term. Hmm. Barring the factors, polygamy is now an infraction which can draw fines up to $750 in community service. So it's not a felony anymore. It used to be a felony, but it's not a felony anymore. So I guess you can be a polygamist in Utah now? I mean, you can be a polygamist sure. anywhere. You just... Just don't get caught. Yeah, I suppose. Just don't get caught. But I asked this to my friends, right? What is, like, the... What do you think is the... The, the the point that that dude has to hit with multiple women be like just be part of like all of my wives I don't understand like what happens there like what, what is what what, what what's, what's the appeal to polygamy I get it for the dude right I understand it have multiple wives guys want to be guys are nasty guys always want to have multiple people i guess well there might also be a power complex to that too they feel powerful yeah. that and desired when you're um being physically intimate with multiple women it's just it feels like you're desired and you're powerful mm, yeah okay it's a, yeah see so i get that for the guy okay but i don't get it for the females what do they get out of it because they have to share a dude that doesn't make sense to me yeah it's a very in my opinion, it's a very twisted view of, like, fidelity. Because, like, when it comes to marriage between, like, two people, right? Like, one thing that allows love to flourish is um, fidelity, um, faithfulness, and just being, like, loving one person and, like, loving them completely and fully. But, like, if there are multiple people, it's like your love is divided. So the, the man divides his love and so it's not just full for one woman it's it's minimized mm -hmm. so i don't think um complete love can come from things like that but uh, and i'm trying to wrestle with your question right now like how would a woman 
be attracted to that kind of thing and maybe she's not maybe maybe the woman maybe some of the women there they just have low self-confidences and so they're just like i'm not wanted in other places so like if this man wants me and he's able to provide security for me and um some sort of some form of like love quote unquote then i'll take it but i'm not sure i don't know the kind of demographic or the psychology of like women in that i'm just guessing (laughs) it's got to come down to some type of like mental illness that's the only way i can chop it up that like that a lot of there's a lot of people in this world i think a lot of maybe of the of the women that go into a polygamous relationship have have they have to have some type of mental illness because like if you have a dude right even even just so as a person just as a person you can only expand your mind or like share your time with so many people and that so that involves your hobbies your work your love life your family and that's that's those are like the the main pillars so if you have to divide you you can't have hobbies if i think the sister wives guy has like five wives how does that work it doesn't make any it doesn't make fiscal sense you know in this economy with having so many kids how can you drive them all to soccer practice or to school or or to go do things because I think one dude has five wives and 20-something kids. Was that the scenario? Was yeah. That, was that the... The sister wives guy. Mm-hmm. They were sisters? No. I think they're called sister wives because they're wives to okay. the same guy. So they call themselves sister wives. It's kind of like when friends call... Like, lady friends right. call themselves sisters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I was So I was... Here's another scenario, right? I guess... This this is I didn't read this but this happened to me. We were in va- we were in Salt Lake, and we got pulled over. So uh, we had to we had to go to the the county jail and let's just say stuff happened right. So like we were in the county jail and we were getting the friend out, and uh, <laughs> so there's this this bailer this chick that bails people out right. She had I don't know, what are those people called. People that bail people out, bail bondsmen. There was this bail bondsman lady, and we, I, I started talking to her. I was like, "Hey, what, like, what are you doing? If you like, I, know, I bet you have some crazy stories. What's happened?" So she had, she was this Utah beauty pageant queen. She was married to this dude that was a doctor in Riverton, Utah. She would always get in trouble because they were in a polygamist group of like you know they were in a polygamous relationship he had three other wives but he had to keep bailing her out because she was acting out she was 19 he had to keep bailing her out because she wanted attention from the dude but he didn't give it to her right yeah so he kept bailing her out and of jail then, yeah out of jail because she would do illegal things yeah she, okay. and she was trying to do some crazy shit right so mm-hmm. he's like yeah i'm here to bail her i'm here to bail her out so he, she came out and then he like you know, he came in, looked like dude in suit and tie, just very business professional guy. Came out, took her out, and like she was like, "Yeah, that that's like his fifth wife." 
didn't even know it was real, man. I didn't know that was a thing. Can I can't imagine the insecurities that would build up within a woman, within myself, like as a woman. It's just like I'm not enough. It's almost like men looking at um, pornography where it's like the women are constantly comparing themselves to each other and it's like, I don't have this and I'm not enough in this aspect so he has to get his love or his interest in that other woman so I'm not enough. It just creates this really toxic cycle of like insecurity. Especially, she was, so she was a beauty pageant queen. Yeah. I mean, think about the type of insecurities you have to go through when you're a be- like obviously you're a beautiful person if you're competing in those beauty contests right yeah uh-huh. but if you say you lose one or two and you've always been winning i guarantee that ego takes a hit and then some dude with a lot of cash comes rolling up he's like hey stop spinning the right lines mm-hmm. it's a weird world we live in clara it's, it's a very weird world a lot of everything's suffering. on fire Everything is on fire. We're burning. Just hurt people, hurt people. That's that, a, what that, is that from? What is that from? I don't know. Hurt people, hurt people. I think it's the office. Perhaps. All right. <laughs> we'll go with that. Anyways, Cobb, how much longer do you have in school? Two years. Well, that's for my undergrad. And then... Um, I plan to do an extra year for my master's because you your at, masters? because ICU has a like a, uh, an accelerated course for a master's if you um, enter right after your bachelor's and so that's what I plan to do. You can't do much with the bachelor's in social work. No, you have to have a master's. No, you, I don't have to, but like that's what I want at least. But you don't have. To. I don't have to, but like a bachelor's. I mean, you become, like, a school counselor or, like... What's wrong with the school counselor? I don't know. I d- <laughs> that was just an option, but, like, I just want more options. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Would you like to stick around here or go, go, go elsewhere? What, what, are your, what are your plans? After, after you get your, the, your certification and all, what would you like to do? After my bachelor's? Yeah. Or, well, with a master's, um, maybe Utah or Montana... Um, my family plans to move. It just depends because, like, the housing crisis is so bad with that. And so, like, we want to move somewhere, and, like, that would be beneficial for me because, like, I could just, our family would move, and I would go to university near them so, so I could be close to my family. Um, but th- the plan isn't set in stone. Yeah, but, like, I'd like to go somewhere mm-hmm. out of it. Like, do, you have an, do you have a plan? Would you have an ideal place you would like to go? No, right now. No. Mm-mm. Somewhere warmer. Maybe southern Utah. I feel like everyone everywhere is getting warmer, so not sure. It is freaking hot. Yeah. It is. Maybe Utah. Hot out yeah. there right now. Yeah. It's bad. There's fires everywhere. That's why I said everything's on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's fire. Literally. There was so many. There was so much smoke like two weeks ago. You don't see that smoke till like late like August. I'm kind of terrified. You see, so did you see Jeff Bezos just went into space today? No. He sent he sent off a rocket into space. Here's my here's my little theory. Okay, because Elon Musk is also doing this. 
He's also sending stuff up there. He wants to colonize Mars. Bezos probably also wants to go to Mars. They they know. The rich know that this planet's going to shit. This planet's going to die. We're on our last legs. I th- and then, like I am I am f- I am on this conspiracy theory to the max, okay? The rich are going to leave. They're all just going to go off to, to Mars. I don't know what. They're going to survive up there with Teslas and and whatever food they have. Whatever They're, they're going to figure it out. The smartest, brightest, best-looking people, they're all, they're all going to leave on spaceships to Mars, right? And everybody else is going to be stuck down here. And what's happening right now, okay? You got wildfires, crazy storms, viruses are taking over, apparently. The movies really aren't as good as it used to be. Everything's reruns. Everything's remakes. <laughs> I'm not really satisfied with Fast 9. That wasn't a great movie. <laughs> the memes are not as good as they used to be also. Okay? So the next 10 years, the rich, powerful, they're all going to leave. Boom. Mars. Done with Earth. And Earth is just going to burn. You don't have a lot of faith in humanity right now. I, I I want to believe in humanity, but they're not giving me the highest standards of, like, for me to be able to invest in them, okay? Because, like, most people are pieces of shit, Clara. Tell me, try to, try to convince me to, that, that, that most people are not. I got cut off on the way here, and I hate that person now. Whoever the hell drives, uh, tw- whatever, <laughs> it's like a Dodge Avenger or something like that. Just, I hate him. Hate that person. Don't even know who they are. Hate's a strong word. I think you should just say you're frustrated with the person. No, I hate them. If they would have crashed in front of me, I would have laughed. Is that, that, that might be, I have very, See, it might be, it might be me just being, I'm a symptom of the environment that I'm in. And so you're not helping it. No. So you have to be, you have to stand out and like, stand up and just like, choose to love even despite like, being cut off or like, the rich moving to Mars because that's the only thing that's gonna get us through the crap that we're going through. You know who Machiavelli is? Machiavelli? No. That, uh, I think he was, a uh, he was, he lived in Florence, Italy, a long time ago. He was a political commentator, I think. He's very famous for being a total ladies' man, Machiavelli. So he he has advice for nice guys, or I guess just nice people that always finish last, right? And they say, you have to be like your enemies. Because if you're a nice person, you you know, as, as much as we want it to be true, the ni- like being a nice person isn't going to be get you where you want to be you have to be cunning yes yeah, some you might have to backstab you might have to you might have to charm some people with being fake but if it's towards a good mean to an ends do it what do you think about that i don't agree with that. you don't agree with that no if you're trying to make the world a better pr- place and you can't uh, feed into the way that it's being done already like you have to do something different but what if you do what they're doing but you don't you do not have the same ends that they have you mean like the same goals yeah the same goals that they have and and who's to say that you're not going to have your goals change or altered or twisted because you are you, you don't 
we, we human beings are fickle creatures, you know what I mean? And so I think if you have, if you're set on a goal and you start to allow yourself to engage in these kind of behaviors like cunningness or um i think cunningness is a good thing foxes are cool yes but like foxes are known for being cunning it changes just (laughs) who you are and and then you're not honest okay now being honest but sometimes not being honest can be i'm just not telling the whole truth okay they didn't ask about the whole thing. Like, why do you have a gun? I have a gun, but I'm not going to shoot somebody with it. But I'm not telling you I'm going to rob a bank with this gun. I'm not going to shoot anybody with this gun, but I am going to rob a bank. I don't know what I'm saying here. <laughs> I think it's just proving to the world that you're not a good person. <laughs> I'm exposing you. Um, honestly, I'm kidding. a lot of the times when I'm on the podcast and I'm just talking, things tend to just come out of my mouth, and I'm watching this bullshit come out of my mouth, and I'm like, I need to stop <laughs> saying these words because I'm just digging a deeper and deeper hole for myself to get out of. I should have been canceled a long time ago. Like, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I think I should have been canceled a long time ago. I don't I have no idea how I'm still recording these episodes. Because people want real, real material. You Shout give them out. real stuff. To all those 80 people listening to this, this is real. This is as real as it gets. <laughs> so you excited to go back to school? Always. Ready to go back? Back to the... the uh, Hustle and bustle, terrifyingness, all the, all the deadlines. It'll be a, a change from just the monotonous schedule of work, I think. Once you, I had a, I had a pretty decent conversation with a friend yesterday. Uh, his, name is, his name is Shad, Shadow Walker. We were, we were at the gym and we were talking about how it almost feels like we've lived the same day for the last four years, just over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. how we just feel like we're stuck in this time loop. And he went, dude, I've, I've tried new hobbies, I've tried new workouts, I've tried everything, but it just feels like I'm in this endless loop of bull crap. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't want to believe that, but then I, 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 took, I, I sat down, I started working out, and I started thinking, I was like, hmm. Ever since I got out of school, it really has felt like that. Because I have a routine. I, ha- I know what I'm going to do. And I've picked up several things to, you know, spice things up a little bit. But a lot of the times, then those things just become part of the routine. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And once you graduate and once you're into the workforce, I think it just becomes that much more like a time loop hmm. I see well do you um, volunteer a lot like in a lot of community service <laughs> no okay. I barely go to church Claire <laughs> I went to I went to church this last Sunday this is the first time I've gone in a very long time where did you go I went to St. Bernard's shout out St. Oh, Bernard's oh that's right in Blackfoot yeah Blackfoot yeah Father Chewy my boy my boy well, good for you it was. Then I went and played soccer. And I had horrible 
hamstring injuries. So I must have not prayed hard enough or something. You, know? <laughs> you were not blessed. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he wasn't on my side that day. <laughs> you are so, but, but I guess so after this semester, what do you have? Another three semesters and you'll be. Undergrad you'll will be, be completed. Mm -hmm. Damn. Doesn't scare you at all? You feel like you're ready. You feel you do you feel ready to go out there and start being a social worker yet? No. Or do you think you need a lot more time? I think I need a lot more time, but like I think I'll just roll with the punches. I'll just like uh work in in um jobs that like are social work related and I'll just gain more experiences. Um and then I'll graduate and then I'll just go into a different area of assisting people and then it'll just be like that i don't know you talk to me like i have a life planned i'm out trying to, I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to see if you have maybe like not a, not even a five-year plan but just a plan after you finish college it's very general yeah exactly mm -hmm. i'm trying to, i'm trying to be as general as possible so you can so we can try to work this out for you we're gonna we're gonna plan your life out right now we want to figure this stuff out for you. That's what the Daily Time Ticket is here for, is to help people figure out their lives. If you had any advice for people that were wanting to get into social work or get into that degree, what would you say to them? Hmm. There's going to be a lot of days when it's extremely difficult to be patient and to be loving towards the people who you're trying to help. And it's it's very frustrating. And, like, you're going to come home and it's going to be like, why am I even doing this? Like, they don't appreciate me. <laughs> but, like, you got to just remember why you're doing it in the first place. And that's to love the people and to, like, help them through their trauma to, real, to help them realize that there is a person out there for them who will stay and who will love them no matter what they do to you. And, like, self-care is so important, so don't ever neglect that. I'm talking to myself as I say this. <laughs> what do you think falls under self-care? Hmm. Diet, obviously. Like, just eating wholesome meals. Um... And getting all the nutrients that you need and sleeping. Sleeping a decent amount, like seven or eight hours. Sleep? Huh? How much do you sleep? Pretty a pretty good amount. Like seven to eight. Um and keeping a really good support system in your life. Like friends having friends and family who love you and who support you. That's it? That's all I can Anything think about else? at the top of my head. So, uh, <clears throat> career-wise, right? If you would, if you would have known what you were going to get into when you were a lot younger, is there any other steps you think you should have taken while you were younger? Hmm. Or could have taken. I think just be more involved in my community. Um, although I try to, but that wasn't really an option when I was younger. Um, but yeah, just be involved in people's lives. And like, it's crazy how much you can learn from people um, when you just listen to them. 
Like, I'm a listener among listeners, and you just... People will say a lot of things and reveal a lot of pain just by talking. It's great. People are very fascinating. And, like, they're very lovable. People reveal a lot of pain? Suffer yeah, there's a lot... Life is suffering. You just gotta find the meaning. That's, an, <laughs> that's a horrible statement, but it's, it's very true. It's true. Life is suffering. Yeah, it is. It's kind of a pessimistic way of looking at things, I don't, don't think. think so. I don't think so. It is, though. Pessimistic means sad. Suffering is a sad thing. But just because it's sad doesn't mean it's not true. So if something is true but okay. sad, that doesn't make it pessimistic. pessimistic? Murder, murder is real. That's not pessimistic. That's pessimistic. That's not. It's a truth. It's okay, but it's kind of a sad truth. It is, but that doesn't make it pessimistic. That makes it sad. Sad means pessimistic. If I were to say life is not worth living, that is pessimistic. That is pessimistic. But life is suffering is different. There's murder on this planet. That's just It's a fact. A fact, yeah. And that's sad. That murder, murder is a sad fact. It is. Will you say murder is a sad fact? It okay. Is. So I think if you say, like saying in in the words you said, it makes it kind of sad. Like suffering, life is suffering makes it pretty sad. Yeah, but you don't have to focus on that. You can focus on finding meaning in that suffering, and that's what makes life worth it. Meaning in relationships and people and helping people. There's a great... Uh, you've seen South Park? You know what South Park is? Yeah. It's like a cartoon? Yeah. There's a, I don't know who the characters are, but it's, uh, there's a scene where one of, the, one, of the, one of the characters is crying because he went through a breakup, and then there's another character, and he just went emo. He was this emo character for, for that episode. And he's like, why are you crying? He's like, well, you know, I'm sad because I went through a breakup. He's like, well, you want to turn emo with us and hate the rest of life just because, you know, that's what emos do? He's like, no, it's kind of it's kind of gay. I don't want to do that. But, you know, I'm kind of happy. I'm kind of happy I'm this sad because something, I'm kind of happy that something could make me feel this sad. In order to feel this sadness, I had to feel something just as happy to be able to feel this sadness. That's a great bit from a very childish cartoon i saw that on tiktok that's where i saw it too <laughs> it's a great it's a great little bit and, and I, I learned like that that really does is that kind of what you're getting at is yes. like in order to feel the happinesses we do get to feel there has to be that opposite end of like some shit's gonna happen i don't think i don't think in order to feel happiness and joe we have to be sad it's just the fact is, it sucks to be here, but like, you have to find the good to make it worth it. Because it is worth it. You just have to keep your eyes peeled for it. And engage in it. Be able to know what's good. Sometimes it's not straight to your face. It's like, hey, this is good. Like, uh, I was watching this show called The Boys, and uh, there's a character on there called Mother's Milk, and he's talked about his dad and how his dad he died a long time ago but he's, they're reminiscing about how like things with another character he's like oh yeah well you know, this is what my dad used to do this is what my parent used to do and he's like yeah he used to used to sample every single one of the ice creams at Baskin Robbins and that place has 32 ice cream flavors so he would sample every single one and in that moment 
I would be very embarrassed because, you know, I'm a kid and he's sampling on the ice cream. There's a giant line of people trying to get ice cream. And then he go, at the very end he goes, I would give a life of my year to be able to go back to that day and just see that man be able to eat every single one of those ice creams. Because, like, you don't know those things that you're going to cherish. Because looking back on stuff, I'm like, man, that was, that was a great time. I, I wish I could go back and do that again. So way better than this. <laughs> yeah, it's way better than what I'm doing now. And you don't know in that time that you're going to love that experience as much as you have loved it. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. It works even now in the present, not just, like, in childhood, but just, like, your daily, the day-to-day. Like, you, it's all common, I think. It feels common um, and basic, but, like, when you look back, you're like, that was a good time. I do that way it. too much. Like, man, that was, a, that was a great time. That's yeah. not a bad thing. Nostalgia? We'll hit, we'll hit on the nostalgia button. I need to go really quick and take a call. It's nostalgia. Bringing you back. We're talking about it. Exactly. Bringing you back. Happens all the time. Yeah. Happens with movies. Happens with shows. Happens with past lovers. Happens with events in time that bring you... You feel like you were happier then than you are now, right? So, I left. I came back. What do you think about nostalgia? Why do you think so many people are chasing these feelings of of when they were younger or, or of a simpler time? Even though, honestly, where we live now is probably the greatest time to be a person. It's awesome. Love being a person right now. Yeah, we have a lot of privileges. Yeah. Like rights. Yeah, like rights, phones, running water, plumbing. Mm -hmm. It's it's, it's a great time to be a human being. But why, why do you think so many people are always looking towards the past for a more comforting time when they could look to now? Maybe because in the now, it's difficult to to practice gratitude, you know? And so you're just like, okay, I don't want to complain, but I also, I, I can't identify any good thing at this exact moment. So I'm just going to think about when there was a time when it was good. And then I can identify it because I've had time to think about it, you know? And it was clear then, but it's not clear now. And, like, maybe, I don't know how many people struggle with, like, being unhappy in the present and, like, always looking to the past. Because, like, there are some people who do well with um, being able to identify the things in their life that are graces, you know, and that are blessings. So they're just like, yeah, I'm always doing good, even when it's not a great time. Like, it's a good time. It's an okay time. I'll be okay. Do you allow yourself to go into nostalgic bits? Yes. Yeah? Uh-huh. What, what takes you back? What do you think are, are some good nostalgias for you? Like trips. Um, I recently went on a like a road trip with my friend, and like I'll think about it sometimes. Ooh. I'm just like, that was so fun. Tell me about <laughs> it. Tell me about the road trip. It was so. It was for a wedding. We wanted to also go camping to to save money um, on the hotel and everything. And so, like me and a group of friends, we took two cars. Other other friends flew, but there was a group of us, and it was my car and another guy's car, and we drove from Pocatello to Michigan, um, and it was like about 27 hours, so we got there around, we left around 5 or so, and got there like 10, 
or 11 p.m. 5 p.m.? Yeah, we left at 5 p.m. and then got there at like 10 or 11 p.m. Of not the next day, but the day after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a good, and it was a good time, though. Like, um, <laughs> just bonding moments, just conversations and music and just sleeping. I sleep a lot on trips just because I get motion sickness. If you had to put a song to the trip, what's the song? You're the... <laughs> I don't know. I... I found some new songs. My friend showed me some new songs. Maps by Starbucker. That's the... That's, yeah, it's the yeah, name. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're yeah. the ones that sing bags. I haven't listened to that song. Are they? Are they? I think so, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it's them. I don't think so. Well, now I have to know because... I have I have the entire world music library. SD Near the R. end of my the road trip, um, me and my friend, like we just blurt, like we just sang oh, no, at the top mind. of our lungs, just like throwbacks, which was my favorite part of the whole road trip. I'm wrong. The wedding was cool. No, it's Bag Raiders. Exactly. Bag Raiders I was like, that star. doesn't. I've heard of Starfucker no. though. Starfucker is pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you were just you like at the beginning, you weren't belting out. Tunes, but the end you were you grow close yeah. a road trip really brings you together with the person you go on i've gone on one road one long road trip with a, with a cousin and i and it was a great time loved it where did you go Kelly? we went through oregon no california oh. was that was a solo trip that's right that was a solo trip somebody backed out <clears throat> i'm not gonna that name any me. names but uh yeah somebody backed out <laughs> i'm trip. gonna be honest it's okay it's all right it's all cool it's all cool landscapes but yeah, no, I went to, we went through Oregon and this was when, like COVID was very prevalent still, but it was through small towns. So, you know, they didn't care, but it was, it was really cool. We went, we were, we stopped at a couple, couple of towns, Fossil, Monument, John Day. We stayed in John Day, best pizza I've ever had. It was a, like a logging community. It was really cool. No, I had and then we, we, the entire time we either, we're listening to music we've never listened to because he had it was it was the famous Juan Jose hashtag shout out my my cousin Eric Ortiz. We nice. went together and he was, he told me he's like all right, we're gonna listen to new music music we've never listened to before because the music you do know you already have it associated. You have a so you have it associated with a certain experience or a certain moment in your life, but if you listen to new music. When you're doing a something new or you're experiencing something new, you then have that music and that is now associated with the time and place that you were at. So we mm-hmm. listened to a bunch of, uh, it was Britain, like Britain punk, like <laughs> England, England punk rock. Yeah. It's awesome. It was badass. So that's what we did. And then, no, it, I, I feel like I grew a lot closer to, to him and just overall to oregon in general when, when we did that mm-hmm. did you feel any s- special connection to any of the states any of the 20 states that you cross while on your way there apparently we hated nebraska because we got pulled over in my car um <laughs> the the car ahead of us it was with our group right like they they ran stop signs and we're like yeah we'll do the same thing so we did the same thing and then a cop pulled us over we're like seriously why us and then just like one of the passengers, one of my friends, um, his name is Ralph. He's just like, oh, I 
I hate Nebraska. You just like post it on Snapchat and it blew up. Everyone loved it. I was like, okay, that's very interesting. Apparently, he people hates don't, Nebraska. Apparently, people don't like Nebraska. Well, there's a. Uh, I've seen a video. It goes, um, "Would you go anywhere for the love of your life?" It's like, yeah, I'd go anywhere for the love of my life. Would you go to Nebraska? Oh. <laughs> Fuck no, we go to Nebraska. I saw that video too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this is coming. All right, Clara, we've hit it. We've hit the mark. You've been talking for about an hour and a half now. Wow. Thank you very much for coming on the Daily Time Ticket. Thank you for inviting me. I know you were nervous coming into this for some reason, but uh, it's this, is, this is all it is. Yeah, every I think every other guest is nervous to come on. Apparently, I have a intimidating uh, like stature about me for some reason. I don't understand it. Maybe it's not snat- stature. Maybe it's like you. No, it's definitely not my stature. <laughs> I'm 5'8". <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. People usually look down on me. I mean, like, your disposition. Just, like, how you, like, your aura. How you present yourself. I think it's, like, it calls other people to, to need to step up to something as well. And so it's like, wait a minute. I can't be myself. But then, like, you are inviting us to be ourselves. So it's like, I don't know. Does that make any sense? <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I do invite people to beat themselves. That's what the whole podcast is about. Is, is to show people the people that I know and to show them the sides that I've seen to people. Or try my best to anyways. I've, I've, I've failed a lot of times, but I think, I think that bug has been around for a while. All right, Clara. Uh... Very end of the very of the very end of the very single podcast, I like to give the microphone to my guests to shout out whatever they want to shout out. If you want to uh, let anybody know, you know, let you that you that you like them, fans of them. Honestly, the microphone is yours to do whatever you want to do with it. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the great and powerful Clara Doe. Final words. Can I just say a quote? Go ahead. It's by Mother Teresa. Uh, it's not. How much you do, but how much love is put in the doing. And it is not how much you give, but how much love is put in the giving. That's good. I like that. All right. Give me some skin, Claire. <laughs> oh, no. One more time. One more time. Oh there God. it is. Third one's a charm. Love you, everybody. Mwah.